Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there and you're looking forward to Christmas and New Year's Eve. As I've said in some of my prior videos, uh, 23 is looking good for me. There's a lot of really cool things I've been looking forward to that are going to happen. And I'm just full of joy and happiness because of that. Recently, I did an interview video where I talked to a Christian guy by the name of Proverbs, real name Stephen Bolin, and we had a really, really good discussion. I've got an interview on my channel that's about an hour and a half. I share a little bit briefly of my testimony, and we talk mostly about my show and what it meant to people, the God TV radio live show where I used to have atheists and religious people come in and we'd have discussions and sometimes it was okay and sometimes it was a big drama fest. Well, I got to thinking after watching a video done by um, The Objective Truth, T-T-O-R, he made a video about me recently letting me know that he's happy to see that I've returned to YouTube. But he, the title of the video and what the content matter was fascinating and it actually inspired me to talk about something that I've never really got into on YouTube that I think is important for Christians as well as atheists to hear. His video was entitled, um, basically some people were never real atheists or true atheists. And apparently a young lady out there decided to claim that I was never an atheist. Now, most of you out there who know who Brett Keen is, you know that for over a decade, I was an atheist. I lacked a belief in deities. I didn't entertain the concept of God. Um, I debated and discussed with religious people. A lot of people would say that I hammered Christians. I was hardcore in the first couple of years of doing the atheist movement stuff. I never asked to be a part of an atheist movement. I never wanted to be a part of any organized group or anything like that. And even still today, I don't like being a part of religion. Religion kind of makes me sick to my stomach. I believe in God, and I accept God, and I accept the Bible. And I also accept the teachings from other religions and philosophy that I feel is incorporated into Christianity. You can't help to realize that, that Christians, as well as uh, people of other faiths, they tend to adopt or inherit some of the ideas and philosophies of other faiths that found themselves into Christianity. Well, I wanted to talk about something that was really dear to my heart. Something that caused me to become afraid. Something that scared me whenever I was an atheist. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry about that. I've been getting over a flu. So I've been having a little bit of sizzle in my throat a little bit. And plus I did a long interview with Mr. Proverbs. Whenever I was... um. Whenever I was doing the non-believer thing, I had lost a lot of people in my life. And I was completely and utterly 100% done with the concept of God. And I was definitely uh, had lost faith in religion long before I had lost my faith in God. And I know that's kind of weird because people usually identify God with religion. But to me, religion was a man-made thing where man was basically anthropomorphizing God into something 
that uh, seem to be directed or for religion to make money and be able to disillusion people. That's how I felt about religion, and I still feel a lot the same way about it. That thought process hasn't changed. But when I became an atheist, I originally was thinking simply about myself. I didn't care about my life. I didn't care about meaning or purpose. When I first started out, I was angry. I was angry at the world because I had just lost my mother, and I had a child that was extremely unhealthy that I did not know if my daughter was going to live or die. And I was angry. I was upset. I felt empty and hollow inside. And I would come to the internet and make videos basically dissing our God. And one of the reasons why I was so angry at the concept of God is because religious people constantly nailed the idea that this was a God who loved everybody. This was a God who healed people who were sick. This was a God who resurrected the dead. This was a God who did fantastic miracles. And when you have a sick child or you've lost someone to suicide, it makes you think, well, if there's a loving God, if there's a good God, <clears throat> then why would an innocent child have to suffer over and over? You also ask yourself, why do adults like my mother went through all this pain and suffering? And it made me so angry that for some reason I felt a little bit better back then whenever I was dumping on the concept of God. My questions, of course, would be reserved for how can you believe in a God that allows this? How can you believe in a God who participated in a war or a God who commanded people to do this and that? What kind of God of love or goodness does these kind of things? That was my attitude. And a lot of Christians, as well as non-believers, identified and related with me. Even though there's Christians who have powerful faith, it's soul-crushing when you turn on the news or the television and you see all the misery that happens in this world. It doesn't matter if you're the Pope or a priest who's been doing the God thing all your life. When you see the darkness and you're faced with evil daily, and you're hearing the confessions of people's sins and the testimonies of what people used to be and how they might be changing their life and they might be sincere in what they're saying or what they're not, this is devastating. It's destructive to the heart and soul of what's happening. But I never cared about myself at that time. I didn't care what people thought of me. I didn't care if people hated me. I didn't care if people wanted to argue with me or whatever. I wasn't afraid of anything. I wasn't scared. To me, I actually believed I evolved from a damn monkey that evolved from an amphibian and several thousand creatures before it. I was convinced that the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. I still don't know how old the Earth is. I don't believe it's 10,000, and I don't know if it's billions. As far as I'm concerned, the Earth could be much older or much earlier. It doesn't matter because I'm humble enough to say that I don't have the scientific skill to be able to go out and age rocks and gravel and all that. Never have, never been, never had an interest to do it. I know just like anybody else how to read a damn book and how to look at a website and listen to some old man I don't even know on a 
internet video telling me what I ought to believe and what I ought to think. I'm just like everybody else. I'm just as equipped to read a Wikipedia page and then spout it off like I actually know what the hell I'm talking about, as people like Aaron Raw have shown they can do. No insult or offense. So at this moment, you're all probably asking me, well, Brad, if you're not scared of anything and nothing bothered you, then why? For me, the truth was always important. I wanted to know the truth about the universe. I wanted to know, do the atheists have it right? Do the religious people have it right? Does anybody, for that matter, have anything right? Is there a God or was there a God? Was there a God that exploded and died and all of its essence created the universe? Was there a God who started things and then went off to watch reruns of the X-Files? I needed to know there was something inside of me that told me that this was important. I needed to understand because if I understood the concept of God and what God's intentions and motives were for me, then I would understand myself more. I felt like the more I knew about something out there that could be the truth or reality, then I would know more about my own origin, my own life, and what I mean in the universe. But still at that time, there wasn't enough to push me either way. But something terrifying happened to me. A couple events happened to me that were really scary, and I haven't really talked about this, and I think that I should share with you now so Christians and atheists can understand me a little bit better on this. I remember when, for the first few years of making atheist videos, I was extremely popular, and people claimed that I was one of the pioneers of social media atheism. I was one of the first out of a few atheists who came out on YouTube. The other atheists that were already out there, they were buffoons. They were acting like clowns. They were making entertainment videos. They weren't dealing with religion or the concept of God. I was the first atheist who actually started making videos going after religion and going after God and attacking the Bible on a daily basis. I was the first one to tell Christians that they were blind, that they didn't know what they were talking about. I was the guy who got up in people's face. I visited churches. I got myself into debates. I'd bring 10 Christians into a live room and record it. And I would take every single one of them on at the same time, and I didn't feel any kind of sweat or fear from it whatsoever. I was pissed, and I was on a mission. But something happened. I started noticing that there was a lot of young atheists coming out on YouTube, and they would make videos giving me tribute. Even guys like The Amazing Atheist. They would say, Brett Keen is the first atheist to do this and that. Brett Keen inspired me. He influenced me to come out as an atheist and start making videos. Now, a lot of these people were like young adults, and that didn't bother me so much because I felt like these people were adults and that they made the decision and choice that they were going to do. And I actually was convinced that I was a pretty intelligent guy, so if I influenced or inspired people, I felt like, cool, great. I'm glad to see that young atheists are starting to come out and say what's on their mind and share their atheist testimony, if that's what you want to call it. 
But then something really odd started happening. I remember whenever I installed programs like Skype and I made myself available to the world, I remember giving out my phone number long ago and telling people that they could call me and they could talk to me. And I remember that there was some people who got a hold of me and added me as a friend on Skype and they said, Brett, we'd like to talk to you. There's a bunch of us here and we want to be able to talk to you about atheism and about where your position is. Now, I didn't know if these were Christians or non-believers at first, but I was always in the mood to get into a discussion with anybody. I love talking to people and socializing with people. So I said, sure, go ahead and add me to the call. I get in the call and I find myself in a room filled with only a couple adults and a majority of the people that were in the room were children. We're talking between 12, 15 years old. We're talking about teenagers, kids that were around the same age as my son. And they started saying how great I was and how wonderful I was. And they were telling me that my videos inspired them to stop going to church, to stop believing in God, that I've given them every rational, logical reason to walk away. And a chill went up my spine, ladies and gentlemen. A chill went up my spine. Because when I made my videos, my Brett Keen Atheist videos, I guess I always assumed that adults were watching me. I always thought that people who had developed their consciousness and their frontal lobes and their brain was listening to me. I never imagined that there were little kids sitting there watching my videos taking what I had to say as though it was gospel. I realized that many times in some of my videos, I said things like, look, I don't believe there's a God, but there might be. I'm not sure. I don't have enough perspective on reality in the universe to be sure. And I always tried to make sure I said that and prefaced it before I started going into my rants or my uh, hatred or attacks towards God and religion. But it didn't seem like any of the young people heard that part of it. They were just hearing me go after God and religion. And to them, I made sense. To them, I was like a God. Many of them even made it clear they idolized me and they seen me as some kind of authority figure or voice for atheism. And it scared me because I was wondering to myself, what if my son was watching someone on the internet, feeding them all kinds of information that they weren't even sure of, and my kid was becoming influenced or inspired by this material or content that may not even be true, that these kids are going through a development period in their life where they're trying to figure out who they are as a person. And what was most terrifying to me of all is, what if one day I change? What if one day the supposed God gives me evidence that it's real? How am I ever going to get in contact with these kids out there who are watching me? How am I going to be able to tell little Timmy or Bobby that I was wrong the whole time? 
what if some of these kids go out and do something terrible with their life or they make mistakes or do something and I can't be there to take back all that I've ever said or done? When you're a father and you have children, you want your children to not be exactly like you. You don't want them to think like you or be a carbon copy of you. You want your children to be better than you, not exactly like you or an identical twin. And I started realizing every time I hit record on my videos, unscripted, just ranting on like a crazy maniac, talking about things that I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, saying that I know things about the universe that other people don't, claiming that I come from a damn monkey, and just all this stuff, I started to think to myself, why am I saying that? Why do I put my faith in some guy who's telling me I'm a monkey? Why am I putting my faith in people who are telling me I come from rocks? Why am I putting my faith in people who are claiming that the universe came from nothing, that an explosion ignited out of nowhere, and the temperature of the universe was 100 billion degrees, and somehow it melted down and threw all the ash and garbage? Here we are. I couldn't be sure. Am I telling these kids the truth? Am I really giving them the facts? Does the truth and reality and facts actually matter? Because I really didn't know. I knew that at the time that atheism seemed like it was the rational, logical position. But here I am today believing in God and I see it as the rational, logical position. I can't redeem the idea that we just were nothing. That we're just garbage with no meaning or value. That we're nothing more than chemistry complicated chemicals that just somehow to put themselves into order and here we are now and then it got worse for me besides the fact that I knew now I, it was apparent to me that I was speaking to children and kids and teenagers and people who were trying to find themselves in their place in the universe I'd also ran into suicidal atheists who were asking, what is my meaning and purpose, Brett? What do I do? Now all of a sudden I became people's confidant. I became a counselor where I'm trying to tell people, no, there's no meaning or purpose. There's only what you make of it. The world is what it is. You're going to die one day and it's all over. How the hell do I know that? How the hell do I know that when you die, you're nothing more than shriveled up raisin in a box or ash after you've been cremated? How do I know that? I don't, and I didn't. But I was telling people, I was on videos making all this garbage claims, telling other people that religious folks didn't know what they were talking about, that they were crazy, that they suffered some kind of delusion or mental illness, that religion was nothing more than a drug that they were all getting high on. That's what I was doing. And I was hurting people. I was hurting people. I was humiliating people. I was embarrassing people. And on top of that, I was teaching other people's kids what they ought to think. Even if that wasn't my intention or my desire, kids were listening to me. They were learning from me.
They were taking my stupidity and ignorance and making it their life. And then it got even more scarier. My son and daughter grew up. And my son told me he wasn't sure if there was a God. And I asked him why. And he said, Dad, it's because of you. It's because of your mouth. I heard you whenever you were doing it. Even though I went into my office or sometimes even my bedroom and shut the door and threw on headphones and spoke quietly with my microphone turned up so it could be heard good in video, even though I didn't want that on my kids, my own children, they heard me even though I didn't try to make it to where they could hear me. I tried to keep my own business to myself, but I'd become such an icon and so big on the internet that now my son had the ability to get on his phone or look on a computer himself and see what daddy was doing. And it was horrible. My whole family believed in God, and now my son was put in an awkward position whenever he was at the family groups and community. If anybody asked what church my daughter or son went to, they said, well, we don't do church. We don't do this kind of thing. I had literally constructed my son's mind around atheism and skepticism and all this kind of things when I should have been teaching them the whole time that they should be open-minded and open-hearted, that they shouldn't just completely toss out the baby with the bathwater. So I realized I damaged my children in that way. I realized I damaged other people's kids, and it was scary. Now, a lot of atheists, they don't care. They don't care if you're 10 years old watching. They're going to probably make a video saying, it's not my problem if somebody's kids are on the internet. If parents don't want their kids to listen, it's their responsibility and the children's responsibility. But anybody that's got any kind of intelligence knows that a lot of the kids of the new generation are smarter than the old generation. Kids know how to get around filters. Kids know how to light a lighter even if it's child-proof. They know how to do things. And it affects their behavior in school. It affects the way they behave in life. It affects their morals and ethics. It affects how they're going to treat people and how they're going to value themselves. When you're an atheist or a religious person, you have such a deep responsibility. You have this powerful responsibility. If you have a voice and people are willing to listen to you, you need to think about, am I telling these people the truth? Am I telling people what is right? And is what I'm telling them, whether it's true or fact or not, is it causing more damage than it's doing good? Over the last 15 years of spending a great deal of my social media life talking about atheism, I've seen high school shootings, I've seen kids killing each other. I've seen people shoot each other. I've seen good atheist friends I used to have commit suicide or cry to me behind the scenes in private about how they want to end it all. It's sickening. And then having to have these conversations with my son, him saying, I don't mean anything in the universe. 
I don't have any worth. Nothing created me. Nothing, nothing cares about me. Nothing's protecting me. Terrifying people. For me, it was terrifying because you know why? Unlike some atheists out there, I had a heart. I cared. I loved. I wanted to help people, not drag people into darkness. And that, unfortunately, was exactly what I was doing. When an atheist says Brett Keane was never an atheist, I wish that was the case. I wish that I would have put more thought into what I was saying. I wasn't scripted. I never sat here writing down all these things I need to say on a video. I would just, something moved me inside and I just made the video. I hit record. I set what was on my mind. If I was in an interview or discussion, I had no idea what was going to happen unless someone sent me the questions. I just said it. I said from the heart what was going on. But I never even imagined for a moment that I might be being watched by five-year-olds and 10-year-olds and 15-year-olds. And I'm going to tell you all something. If you're an atheist and you ever decide you want to be a mom or a dad, or you got a kid coming into the world, you better remember that they're going to listen to you. And if God ever shows you the light, or you see a miracle that you can't explain or debate your way out of, and you change your life, you have that Paul moment, that road to Damascus moment where you're knocked off your damn horse and you've got light shooting down in your eyes blinding you, and the only thing that you can see is God. Remember, everything that you said, everything that you did before that, you have to ask yourself, did I cause the little ones to stumble? And the Bible says that if you cause a little one to stumble, it'd be better for you to tie a rope around your neck and drop in the sea. I made a lot of people stumble. A lot of people were blind following the blind. I was their blind sage. And I regret that. And I'll never be able to talk to all the people over a 15-year time period and tell them that I was wrong. Some of those people are dead. Some of them people no longer watch and listen anymore. Some of them people cannot be reached any longer. And do you know what that's going to make me feel like if I get up to Judgment Day and I'm standing before God, even though I've asked for all the forgiveness in the world to know that my mouth and my words may have condemned someone else. If you really believe what you're talking about, if you really believe that there's a God and that there's a place of condemnation, whether you're a Christian or an atheist, there could be things that you said or did that caused someone to trip. You may have shattered their life forever. And you're responsible for that. And if there is an eternal hell, You'll get to look down on these souls that you provided all this nonsense and misinformation and realize that you caused them to suffer. That's one of the reasons why when Christians ask me, Brett, if you died tomorrow, would you go to heaven? Do you deserve it? Should you be able to go? Does God believe that you're deserving enough? 
a lot of times when I look in the mirror, I don't feel as though I should be forgiven. I feel like if I hurt somebody else, I deserve to suffer. I feel that I deserve to hurt for what I did. And that's why there's that fear in me. Nowadays, my son is more open-minded and open-hearted. He's listened to me. He's gotten older. He's developed. And he listens more and he pays attention. He hasn't closed himself off and neither has my daughter. There's still a really, really good chance for my own kids. But for the kids that were watching me back in the day, what am I going to do? I've had a lot of phone calls and I've gotten a lot of messages from young people who say, Brad, I've been watching you and now I do believe that there's a God. I used to be an atheist and I used to watch you when you were an atheist, but I've watched how you've changed, how you've become what you are today and it's helped. And that really brings a lot of joy to me. That brings happiness and for Many times it brought tears to my eyes. But for all the people that might have been saved or I may have sown seeds with, I can't forget all the ones I led to darkness. And it crushes my soul. But atheists don't believe that anyone has a soul. They don't believe that there's an end game to all this. And you don't realize the consequences that you're doing. You don't realize, even if you don't care about yourself, even if you don't think that you matter, and this is all about making money and selling t-shirts for you, you're killing somebody's kid. You're killing someone's family. You're wiping someone out by teaching ignorance. And you're not even humble enough to admit that you don't have all the answers, that you don't know everything. Some of you are not actually even an atheist yourself. You're just someone who's pissed off at religion. You feel like religions cause problems in politics. You feel like religion has been detrimental to some people's lives. But at the, at the same time, you refuse to say anything about atheists who've hurt people. You refuse to pull it back a little bit, pull the reins back. You refuse to watch what you say when you're in video. You refuse to tell people, I don't know everything. Instead, a lot of you want to pretend as though you know everything and that everybody else is stupid except for you and whoever agrees with you. And that's not the way to do it. Whether it's about God or religion or atheism, to imagine that you are so damn egotistical that you just simply know everything is wrong. People need to learn how to be more honest whether you remain an atheist or a Christian or not. Even if you're a Christian, not everything that you say will always be 100% right. One thing I've learned about the Bible and God is that I learn something new every day. So always make sure that people realize that you're a work in progress, that you don't have all the answers, but you're struggling and you're trying the best you can. That's all you can ask of people who listen to you. Do the best you can and keep an open heart. God bless.